What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you ready? Welcome to another edition of the Bandwagon Podcast and the particular playlist which I uh, created is the Jump Off. Um, so the jump off is just a space really for me to um, sometimes have guests on uh, to kind of dis- discuss topical issues, topical news items, and just the things for me to get off my chest as well at the same time. Um, and so normally, you know, I would have had a guest with me uh, when I was when I was doing this, but I think over the last sort of ten days, I would say. You know, I, I've started to have a different, different, different feeling, and I needed to uh, get a few things off off my chest as well. So, um, I'm just going to go into a little. I mean, I'm free flowing on this as well, so I, I decided to record it. I was going to just do it as a audio only and just to put on Spotify and and all the other stream streaming sites, but I think I, the more I thought about it, I wanted to just have like video. People take people absorb this in different ways as well which is a bit crazy how this is just just growing and <laughs> growing as well really you know what started out as just a bit of a, a shock a bit of a, a play thing um you know some people actually follow and, and listen which I really really appreciate and um, um yeah just you know it's, a, it's an amazing feeling sometimes when people talk to you about it and particular things or they want to know about a guest and I talk I talk about it so you know thank you again for that um okay so i'll go into probably the last eight days really from from what's been going on um about eight days ago we had the the school shooting in in america and you know when you got young kids it sometimes it hits it hits home a little bit more not to say for those people who don't have kids um it doesn't I just think sometimes when you go into that scenario and you can feel it as a parent, it, it digs a little bit deeper. And if you've got a nephew and nieces, you know exactly what I'm, what I'm saying as well. I'm, I'm making that clear. But you got a scenario where somebody goes into a school, the guy just shot his, shot his uh, grandma, been telling people there's warning signs. And then he, he travels to a school and then 21 people he ended up killing eventually. But then you, you, you hear the stories of, of some of the children coming out, smearing themselves with blood um, to pretend that they were to, to pretend that they were dead. The law, the, the police force not taking so much time to, to go into these buildings to help people out. You know, it just for me, it really we're used to these unfortunately we're used to hearing about school shootings and all these kind of things but I think this one really dug a little bit deeper and you at that time I was you know I was really I was really 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 sad as well really sad about it um the 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 the, the discussion around gun laws 
you'll have um, the NRA, which is the um, National Rifle Association, I think they're called. But they are a very powerful lobby in America and they all wield quite a lot of power. And all those same rhetoric, those arguments start coming out again. Um, you know, how it shouldn't affect their, const their, their constitution, it's a right. And that, that debate's going to rage on forever and a day, I feel. Um, but when you think about it, that children were losing their life and that still is not enough for people to change their policy on or, or, or even their thinking you know where else can you go where else can you go in terms of your thinking um but yeah i was and and you know the the other thing and it's a common theme that we'll, i'll get to in the end which is the way that it's reported everywhere the way that it's become media content it's um i think it's i think for me that's a really uncomfortable modern trait that's coming in now exploiting vulnerability tragedy for clicks and 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 bait now you at this point in time me even talking about it on this platform is is hypocritical as well because i'm doing the same thing um, but I think it's also to remember of the source of where you get your information from. There's a different way about talking about things, um, you know, no matter what the subject is. I think people will, will know whether someone's genuine or not um, in the majority of time. I think so, you know, as, as a parent, you're feeling it even, even more. The next day, there was the Sue Gray report came out with all the, you know, with all or the government having their parties, etc., during that whole guidance. And I, I, you know, I don't really want to go into the ins and outs of it, but it you go back into that frame of a couple of years ago, 18 months ago, where you were hearing about people, loved ones who were dying at the same time, particularly sort of the uh, the 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 elderly. And it was, you know, it's a very I still believe there's still a lot of trauma, social trauma. I mean, you get that <laughs> in a in a really mind different version where somebody is shaking shaking and you don't even know what they're doing you know are there firms in you are they shaking your hand are they touching elbows are they just nodding your head you know that kind of social confusion is still is, is still there um but it just you know it, it, it harked back it took your mind back to a different kind of place you know so already at this point you're dealing with young people who are tragic you're dealing with older people in my in my thinking in my brain which is obviously tragic as well and then at the next day, I ended up going to um, um, to the podcast show in London, which was, you know, I was really excited to go to to go to there. Um, it was a chance to probably just meet other 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 creators um, to kind of talk about you know the different things. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do something, do it properly. So if with this podcast, I always try and do the best that I, best I do. It costs me money to put this out. So I'm not, uh, there's not millions of millions of pounds streaming in, because if it was, trust me, um, I'll, I'd probably still be doing this, but you, you, you'll see a different different kind of version of it. Um, so I went there really excited. I mean, one of some of my first observations when I get there was that <laughs> I was the only brown face there. I think there was a couple of others, to be honest, to be fair. Um, but it was really high-powered exec uh, individuals there organizations youtube spotify amazon and i got to see louis through and that was really he's one of my heroes to be honest um 
I've always kind of loved the way he does his interviews. Um, and I, 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 you know, that that kind of style is one that I try to emanate and trying to be like as well. Uh, I also got to meet another hero. So uh, I, I did get a message as I was putting these these pictures up. People keep saying, how many heroes do you actually have? And I'm like, that's a good point, actually. Uh, I met I met Johnny Vaughan. Um, and he and I when I when I get when I got to meet him, he was one of the rare smiles I had on that day, to be fair. I said, oh, man, thanks, man. During the childhood, you lot made me laugh so much. And he actually took the time out to say, oh, how you do, um, you know, to speak to me, ask me about the podcast. And then um, he 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 did it, he did agree. And I have had message saying that he wants to wants to come on. So um, hopefully that that comes out. But it was really good, to, you know. When sometimes I've said it on the other uh, other episodes about never meet your heroes, but this this time I could quite honestly say um, it was a really positive experience, and and, and that was really good. Um, but I I left there feeling feeling a little bit empty, where I just felt this whole people are asking me how do you describe your podcast and I really shit myself I didn't know I didn't know how to describe this this is just a play thing for 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 me where I wanted to just to interview people who I wanted to do um and what I really remembered during that conversation it was all very business orientated and I come from a philosophy that if you if you enjoy something you'll always put 100% into it and if it works out then yeah you you'll get it will hopefully earn you some money and um you know every everything like that that i've done whether it's doing a drugs conference or working in the music in industry if you try and help people as much as you can and you do it from your heart and you do it with um with the right intentions then you should you you'll get that back it, it, and financially it should it should pay for you at some at some stage but i left it kind of you know, feeling a little bit underwhelmed that there's a whole gap in the market that these big exact these big organizations don't necessarily kind of go into. And um it really bugged me. It really bugged me. It's still bugging me. Um you know when you go so it's like when you're gonna go meet your friends or you're gonna meet go to a party and it gets hyped up too much on your WhatsApp group and then the day happens and you're actually being honest to yourself oh that was shit man. It, it was it was all right it wasn't as good as what you think and I I did I made that mistake I hyped it in my head going yeah this is all right I mean it was good in terms of I met a couple of other people Ripinder was one who's been on on here before in fact Prash and Sonny have both been they've all three of them have been on the podcast before so I managed to kind of catch up with them and have um, a discussion and it was really good and you know when you from that side of it you you, you speak with uh especially creative minds like theirs and you, you try and learn as much as you can you know from them and especially their opinions and things what they things what they've got to say um really makes a you know it makes a difference in terms of what, what you what you try and do i'm just gonna have some glass of water i've never done this before i, I i'll give you a warning now i don't know how long this is gonna be but um i'm just gonna have some water now. sorry about that um yeah, so that was that, and then the you know um, I think the experience over the weekend, and it, so I'm recording this um, the day after Sidbul's funeral. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Sidbul Musiara. 
So on the on sun on the Sunday when I when I first heard uh, the 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 news, I was at my uh, I was with my son at a kid's birthday party, and um, for once I couldn't get reception on on my phone, and when when the news came in, I was actually sitting with another parent. I was actually sitting with another parent, and they their phone started blowing up and firstly i was like how the hell did you get reception and then on a whatsapp group you i could see the words that he had in his whatsapp group and i you know when you you know something is significant because you know where you were when you first heard it i think that is the key indicator when you know that something's going to impact you something this means this means more this is a bit different so he he put it he, he said oh he said Siddu's dead Siddu's dead and I was like nah 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 and then there was a a report which says shy, uh, shots fired at and I thought oh, okay fair enough he's been not fair enough but he's someone's um tried to have a go at him uh, at that moment I'm in a bit of a blur even to the to the to the parent who's telling me what's happened and I end up look um luckily for for the the party was kind of finishing so i went into the car all of a sudden the reception my phone just lights up like a disco light and i'm sitting I'm, I'm sitting there and i didn't realize but the kids around us were hearing some of the conversation as well and this is that this is the bit which was like i felt it even even more and, and you know the learning that you know, a new environment and all these these things. This raw emotion came came between a bunch of us who were just talking about it, and I think we were all in this kind of shock of what, what what's going on. And then um, all this this these things come through, and then there was this kind of perverse way of people sending footage. Like the more gruesome it was, it was. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ridiculous. And what the first thing that came out was there's people standing there taking videos of this guy. This is your, this is a hero, an icon, whatever we want to describe him, and I'll get into it a bit later. But people are making videos of this guy live streaming, doing all this stuff. And the and the frustration and anger where this isn't a new thing. This is a, a cultural thing. This is something that you see quite a lot where people, I saw footage a few months back where this guy was drowning and somebody just got out their phone and just filming it. And you're like, no attempt to help. Could have used the phone to phone the police, ambulance, whatever, rescue service. And you just think, this is, is this what it's all about? Like, it's about filming where we, what's going on and where we were at that time. And I think some of the reports, and I could have this totally, totally wrong because where it's corroborated from, but there was a period of time, let's say 30 minutes from when he had been shot. I think in the statement, his dad said that he took him to the hospital. And then there was another bit of time before he got treated. And, you know, I'm based on the autopsy and the information come out of 24 bullets and et cetera. You know, I don't, I don't think that was survivable anyway, even in my, I don't, 
I ain't even got an opinion on it. I'm not an expert in that. But you know, if you, if somebody's shot 24 times, you I think there's a strong chance they ain't going to survive either way. Um, and that really that started this snowball effect in terms of this kind of shock that was going around. Not in terms of just myself, but even my peers, my friends, everyone who having this discussion. I picked up my parents from the airport. For one of the first questions went, well, is it true? Is it, did it happen? I was like, yeah, this is it. And there's a bit of quiet. And then, you know, eventually we talk about other things. I think I went, went to bed that night. The next day I woke up and I felt even worse. I listened to Harp's calls. Um, one of the rare times I actually listened to the BBC Asian Network. I don't know what it was. I just got up early. I was just scrolling through. And my timeline started to get filled up with, and I was like, this ain't good for me, man. This ain't good for me. So I ended up like, you know, changing, changing the channel and doing other uh, other stuff. And then I listened to listened to Harps, um, you know, a tribute from there. And I think that was a tipping point where I thought, this ain't I could just feel a change in in, in my thinking and the, the the heavy heart was was still there. Um and it, and it was it was you know it was significant even in, in my household like my, my wife and kids they could tell that I was a bit more quiet than normal um I was I was speaking to people about it. I just couldn't concentrate on anything you know to the point where I was I was doing like a, a work team meeting and I couldn't even spill out the words what I was saying and I had to apologize to them say look this is what's going on blah 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 now I made it clear that I didn't have any day-to-day dealings with this guy but I knew enough people I knew enough stories I knew enough about about him who people who worked very close with him and mostly the the impact that he had had on on me in terms of like music and the journey uh the I think the next the, the next kind of stage was um I was getting random phone calls from my from my friends you know one which was they already knew the answer. They were asking it, but this, the reason why they were calling was to basically speak about Sidhu. And so this, this sense of grief, people are grieving out there and they don't necessarily know how to. So when you when somebody dies, especially in like South Asian community, people might descend on the house and you have the arena to kind of collectively grieve together. I think this one, everyone just doesn't know where to go. <laughs> where do you, where, what, what do you do? I think from a social aspect, Obviously, like if you if you're religious, you have uh, the Gurdwara, for example, a temple or anything to go and collect your thoughts as well. But I think also like socially, it's not a common kind of thing, a scenario that you're going through. But then then there's the other bit as a parent that my my kids, especially my son, saw a news. It was Sidhu was probably one of his first artists that he was familiar with, alongside Jazby, of course, and. He knew he knew about uh, Sidhu, and then to have that, you, do you have the death conversation? You know, how do you have that conversation? It's a horrible conversation anyway, but with a child, it's 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 limited. Should you even have that conversation with a child for them to know about it? The thing was, the problem, what was happening was on everyone's timelines and anyone who's calling, we're all talking about the same thing and kids pick up on anything. Man. You think like these kids will know about Roblox, the, the latest hack on Roblox, they know everything. And 
if I don't say it, don't have that question, there'll be someone in the class who talks about it. And now, do you make a make the? Do you have have that conversation to have that informed choice with them? You know, these are loads of loads and loads of sort of things that was going going on. Now, the past few days when I was talking about all the other stuff, and I also miss Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta was a, a guy, was a, an act, actor that as a kid, when I was growing up, you know, in part of Goodfellas, he signified another part of my life. So all of a sudden, you've got multi-generational kind of events happening in the last eight days that is significant, building up this kind of perfect storm. And I, I think it was a time when from social media, the first time I would say actively that I said I had to get off it. I, even with this podcast, I, I, I'm not even sure that uh, I haven't I haven't promoted that I'm doing a podcast at all. I think I'm just going to just drop it at the time and say, yeah, here it is. Um, but there was like so many different aspects. So, so last night, so on the t- Tuesday, I ended up going to um, Brit Asia TV a call to say that we're starting to do this kind of panel. And so Juggy D was there, Stephen so DJ Azza, myself, and Ted Samra. So Ted has been on, on the podcast as well. And um, as, we, as we're having these discussions, I think it was more about, it was the first time we publicly grieved. And I actually felt better. I, I didn't like TV stations streaming the funeral the way, the way that they did. The dead body pics was just too much for me. You know, some people could be tolerable, but for me, I just couldn't do it. And it was every single post that was coming. There was a siddu, 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 siddu. So you, there was no space to have that, that grieve, that, to grieve or to have that privacy. And then you think of the parents, the parents and what, they, what they're doing, especially when the mother was, was doing his hair, pre- preparing his hair um, for the, for the funeral. That was get up. Sorry, and then his dad taking off his bug. That was too much, you know. That was that was too much for for, for me. I just couldn't, and I and I just thought they need the space to to, to grieve at the moment because you, you just think, you know, what would you do in that situation? You think of your parents. You think of so many different, so many different scenarios for you to to think about to put to you know what the emotions are just ridiculous. Um, and in one sense, this is why I was doing this podcast because I have, I've got to get it out. <laughs> the, the end of it, it's not for. I, I think there's a few people like me. Everyone who I was speaking to, I, there was a lot of people who were feeling exactly the same. Like, do we have a vigil? Do we do this? Do we do that? But I felt yesterday was that that source. You know, the place where you go to place to to, to actually discuss and get it out. I felt a lot, a lot, lot better. Um, doing that like I can't listen to his songs I'm weird like that I hear the song I, I can't listen I have to switch off I need space I want to fast forward two weeks so I can you know the timeline cleans up a little bit and then not to say that he, the movement for the justice for him is a separate thing so that you know we'll get to that but let's break it down Sidhu was a, a political activist he was a wordsmith he was a musical genius. He was an actor. He did everything this guy did. Very vocal, wasn't scared to say his opinion. 
and there's clear distinction between him, his on stage presence and behind behind the behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, a very quiet guy, very reserved, almost borderline shy. And then on stage, a very a, a different animal, different beast, dominated stages, and the, and 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 that's how, you know, a lot of people kind of will will remember him. You know, one of the first kind of big names about talking about the Kassan movement, and I think, you know, he was very, he says it openly himself of how he was heavily inspired. He was with like Tupac, and then going out virtually in identical circumstances the significance the low the ominous sort of things that have happened 295 date he died then you've got his, the last ride cover pick with so it was two packs um you know bmw where he had as his as his as his cover design the the similarities are just scary in if you when you really look into it and there's i think what's important here at this point is it's very raw and people are still processing. I'm still processing it. And when you when you get down to it, those those conspiracy theories were gonna gain more and more momentum. Uh, but at the end of the day, the the guys passed. And I think what we have to kind of concentrate, and when when the timing is right, is about the legacy and the movement, the movement forward. Um, and look on kind of the the memories of of what 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 he what he did and what he achieved uh, as such. He'd been in the game for a long time, but blew up, you know, in a kind of five six year kind of space. I mean, he was when when he passed, like Drake sharing his stuff. I I mean, that should be no way of measuring somebody's lifetime and legacy, but the likes of Drake, the mainstream. Um, sharing their thoughts, the all the rumored collaborations of what this guy was was gonna do, um, and he put Punjabi music, Punjabi language on the on the map, you know, and we're gonna see quite a lot. Uh, you know, I'm in my predictions. You're gonna see quite a lot of releases coming out when the timing's right. Um, the collabs, all these kind of things are gonna gonna be there, and I think what it's done is. With the younger generation of gained their Jamkila, who died, at, I think he was 27 when he died, and and was immortalized. I think what's going to happen with with Siddu is that whatever the narrative was to to get, to move remove him, they've cemented his legacy and even further, and he, his legend will get even bigger and bigger. It's it'll be he'll be one of those rites of passage that. If you're into Punjabi music or even as a, an icon with Punjab history, he will be considered at some stage, will have a narrative in that in, in, in that story. Whether you agree with what he did or disagree, you can't ignore him. That is a hundred percent fact. And I think as is that music industry will kind of evolve and they all have their conversations around lyrical content about all of these kind of things. Some I think are ridiculous. Some I think need addressing. Um, I think though that's going to be a future that I think we all need to be a part of and kind of to to be dictated to. Um, I you know I am sure in the next coming weeks there were different guests that I've got coming on. Um, you know the topic will come, but I just thought I just needed to get a little bit 
uh, of that off my chest and um, see whether it was the the same what everybody else is kind of feeling to be honest as well. So um, yeah, I'll bring I'll bring it to a close. So thanks guys for listening, liking, subscribing, etc. And uh, I'll catch you on my my next episode. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.